quick PSA for our listeners who are U.S. citizens. The 2020 election season is now upon us, and it is so important that you make your voice be heard. Please go to www.vote.org to find out all voting information you might need, and be sure to vote early. Again, that website is www.vote.org. Plan your vote and enjoy the show. Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. I'm your host. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There seems to be a transporter accident, and me and my guest have now become one person. We're Brewstifer R. Gibson Field today. That's a scary thought. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm Chris Littlefield, and my guest today is Bruce Gibson. He's the co-host of Positively Trek and lots of other stuff. Bruce, what's up? You know, with that introduction... Are we reviewing Tuvix on this episode? Because that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, sure. We can. You can review Tuvix and I'll review something else. Okay, that sounds good. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. I've been excited about this ever since you started the show. I've wanted to be on. Really? Yes. Aw, well, shucks. And I wondered, will he ever ask me? And then you did. <laughs> I did. And here you are. Here I am. It's been a minute. It has. I think the last time was a Picard episode on another network. Oh my gosh, is that it? That yes. pro- Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. When's Picard coming back on? I'm ready for season two. Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> I need to rewatch season one. I haven't fully processed it still. I, I need to rewatch season one too. Because I mean, I watched every episode that came out, I watched by maybe like three times or something like yeah. that. Maybe even four at the most. But now I'm ready to go back and do just like a binge watch, like one after the other after the other, mm-hmm. like rook, like within a week. Yeah, do it. I'll do it right now. <laughs> All right. See you later. Okay. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. I just always wanted to be on the show. Now that I can say I've been on the show, I'm ready to leave. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for coming on. Welcome to Open Channel. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad it's still open. <laughs> <laughs> it's always open. Am I supposed to do something now? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm just <still> laughing. <laughs> How are you liking Lower Decks? I like it. It's really good. It, you know, I, and I, th- I feel like over time I'm liking it more because I'm more used to it. I'm familiar, more familiar with the characters. And I, I've heard a lot of people say that. I don't like to say it's growing on me. I liked it when it first started, but I'm just liking it even more. Okay. That's cool. Do you like it? I do. Yeah. I loved it from the beginning, and I'm liking it more and more. Yeah. You know, I have to be careful because on my show, Positively Trek, I said, after it premiered, I said, I can honestly say that this is probably my least favorite Star Trek, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. I really do. I'm loving it. Okay. But the thing is, it's like, it's not going to be the Star Trek. It's not going to be my favorite. You know, it's like live action Trek is what i like this is like a different category this is like a diversion you know yeah yeah that's fair so it's not my least favorite what's your least favorite i think it's picard bruce oh no i know and then you want me to binge watch it (laughs) what's going on here wow so you don't like picard that much i do like i don't know i need to rewatch it but i i i don't know you know um 
I, I don't know. I, gosh, that's it's well because I haven't watched it that much. It's like I remember watching it, I was enjoying it, and then when it ended, I've just I don't want to say this, but I just kind of forgotten about it. Yeah, I did too. You know, like oh, it's done, and I haven't had that urge to really go back and watch it until you were just talking about it earlier, and I thought <laughs> I really need to go back and watch it because I do want. I'm anxious about season two. I really think you know it always takes a season for these shows to really get their groove, mm-hmm. and so I really feel like. Picard, there was things I loved and things I didn't love so much, but I think the next season will be even better. At least I'm hoping. Yeah. All right. Well, today we're not talking about Picard. We are reading and discussing listener comments on Veritas, the eighth episode of Lower Decks. Open Channel is dedicated to facilitating the fan conversation about every single brand new Trek episode as it drops and other topics we decide to talk about. To join the conversation on Facebook, type The Nexus into the search field and join Holosuite Media's listeners group. Follow us on Twitter at OpenChannelTrek. I'll post an Open Channel conversation thread after every new episode. Leave your comments, questions, and concerns, and they just might get read on the air. Comments may be edited for time. Okay, Bruce, let's get going. Warp me. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> it's good. Warp me, yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Here we go. All right. I'm ready. So we have our first comment here from Noe Santos says, wow, wow, wow. This episode just kept me laughing the entire time. I'm currently loving Tani's voice performance for Mariner. Those small inflections are so great. (laughs) For a moment there, that wow, wow, wow. I thought it was from a dog going like, bow, wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's the little freak dog from the last episode. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love Mariner. Mariner's my favorite character. I like her too. Yes, and I think it is because of Tani's voice performance and those inflections and that enthusiasm. It's she's great. She's she's right on spot. No, like yeah. the like not the cat, but like <laughs> a dog. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> At CJ1701D on Twitter says, Great episode. They packed so many tropes into this one. It will definitely need a rewatch or two. Yeah, or three or four. I hope we get more Mariner and Q interactions in the future. I loved the way she just dismissed him. Yeah, CJ, like, I've never seen anyone handle Q so well. This is what they need to do. In a future episode, Mariner gets Q's powers and goes after Ooh, Q. Ooh, I love it. She could really, really mess with him. I know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They should pay me a a check for that idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They should pay me a check for creating a space for you to create that idea. Well, yes. Yeah. We'll we'll split it. Okay. I'm just impressed they're listening to the show. (laughs) (laughs) This is fabulous. I'm getting a check and they listen to the show. You should be proud of yourself. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have another comment. From Rob Vaughn 18 on Twitter at Rob Vaughn 18. And Rob says, even in animation, that Warbird is stunning. So many nods and winks. And of course, Q. Loved it. My favorite so far. Yes, the Warbird. I was like excited about that classic Warbird. And it did. It looked really good. It did look good. Did it look as good as the one in Picard? Uh, I think it actually looked better. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked it. And I love that, you know, it was, it's cloaking device was off and on and, you know, uh, oh, yeah. just, I, I just love the whole thing about it. And then seeing it with the more modern warbirds and 
Mm-hmm. And you know, they're they're scanning. Okay, now we, it's fine. No, wait, they're scanning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, it's okay now. Wait, they're scanning again. <laughs> that was fun. Does the classic Warbird look thicker than it used to in TOS? Like, I noticed in Picard it looked a little thicker to me, and then it still looked thicker here in Lower Decks, too. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But to your point, I do remember thinking it felt bulkier to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like thick. Like T-H-I-C-C. Romulan thick. Yeah. Thick thighs. (laughs) Yes. Save lives. (laughs) Okay. Patrick Carlin says, references to Giant Spock and Sub Rosa back to back. Hells yeah. Oh yeah. And Q. I think... Clar's ranting that the senior officers should always be infallible and in control and you're supposed to be the best of the best is at least a bit of ribbing slash trolling towards the fans who are taking Lower Decks too seriously. Oh, that's interesting, Patrick. Also, anyone notice the Jeffrey Combs of New Trek, Kenneth Mitchell, in the guest cast list? I didn't notice. I noticed it, but I don't know who he played. I looked it up on IMDb and it just says voice. Oh, what the heck? Voice. I don't know. Hey, I noticed that the previous week, because I was looking up some of the guest actors, and they all just said voice. They never said their characters. I think it takes a while for IMDb to update, but maybe yeah. he played Clar. maybe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I don't know. But now, didn't you think during the trial, which is not a trial, didn't you think those <laughs> were probably Klingons because it looked like the Klingon trial? It was very... Klingon, reminiscent of the Klingon trials, yeah. Yeah, but it was so dark in there, I kept, like, really looking at them, like, I don't think they're Klingon, but maybe, I don't know, I can't tell for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I did think that, too. Until the lights came on. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that they are also trolling the fans who are taking Lower Decks too seriously. I think they're doing that a lot. How are they doing that? Well, I think that they're just, like, lighting up, y'all. Like, it's so self-referential. They're never going to lighten up. No. They're never going to lighten up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Sub Rosa call out and the Giant Spock. I love the Giant uh, Spock call out. Yeah. They're doing a lot of those little weird little random things that people think are kind of silly. They're they're referencing a lot of those things like Pike's chair in the last episode and yes. the threshold creature. And Well, I also thought it was weird when Rutherford woke up and found out he did the Vulcan nerve pinch to two Vulcans who named oh, yeah. Spock and Spock. Spock and Spock. <laughs> that was a favorite. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh, okay. So Nicholas Paul Collinson says, you hear that, princess? Those are streaking eels. Those eels have to be a reference to the Princess Bride. To think otherwise would be inconceivable. This one was really fun. Just had me laughing throughout. The references were just coming thick and fast. I think as soon as I heard the Sub Rosa reference, my response was, oh, that is not a good episode to reference. And then had to explain Dr. Crusher banging a ghost to my partner. (laughs) (laughs) The cute cameos were hilarious, especially them ignoring him at the end while he complains about Picard coining Shakespeare and making wine. I just really like the idea that his appearances are becoming routine. I especially loved all the stories of the senior officer's stuff-ups. Tiana ending up on the wrong ship was my favorite. Her complaining about all the ships looking the same is something I've heard from my partner, too, while we've been watching Star Trek. Oh, and not surprise, Ransom went and hooked up with the salt vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of good stuff in this. Yeah, there's lots of that, Dr. Nick. So, Princess Bride... Uh-huh. I, I've only watched it once. I've never seen the whole thing. Really? 
Yes, everyone take away my nerd status. No, no, not for me, because I just saw it this past year for the first time. Oh, okay. And I have put it off for, well, I shouldn't say I put it off, it just hasn't happened. I don't want to get on a whole Princess Bride thing, but... Did you like it? It was okay. But see, here's the thing. So many people love it. I know. And keep talking about it, that when I went in, I was like, I mean, it was okay. Because yeah. <laughs> it was been built up, you know? Right. I don't remember the eels, though. I don't either. I have to go back and watch it again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that is a call to the eels. But I do like uh, the Sub Rosa thing and the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I like that Nick has to explain this to the ghost to his partner. Like, I don't even know how you explain that. Yeah. So Dr. Crusher. Uh, yeah. So she bangs a ghost. Is that it? Like that, her, that also banged her grandmother. <laughs> uh, right. How do you even explain that? You got to watch Star Trek. You know, there's good stuff like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, Brandy Jacola keeps correcting me when I say Tiana. She says, she's corrected me every single time. She says, it's not Tiana, it's Tiana. 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 Tiana, I guess. So, on again, on my other show, Positively Trek, before an episode came out, we heard it was on one of the discussions online stuff. The cast said, Tana. Tana. Tana and we were like oh it's Tana it's Tana and then we saw an episode and it sounded like they said Tiana and we're like oh well that's what we thought but she's right it's what Tana Tiana Tana just Tana Tana I don't know but we heard Tiana on like the first episode or something we're like oh we were wrong it is Tiana we thought it was Tana so I'm so confused I'm confused too and I think I might just keep saying Tiana because I think it's pissing Brandy off (laughs) (laughs) from here on out it's Tiana 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 the cat we're Tiara Tiara, Tiana. Tiana's Tiara. <laughs> there you go. Tiana's and Tiara's. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on Dance Moms. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's a horrible show. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's better. It's not. Picard's better than that show. I can tell you that. Marginally. Yeah, I'll agree. <laughs> Why did I drink when you said that? I, I don't know. I laughing. All right. Karen Chupla says, well, this episode was just plain solid fun from start to finish. It's definitely the one I have laughed the most about. I love that we were thrown right into the story, and each flashback perspective of the day in question was funnier than the last. Yeah, that was, that was, I was like, what the heck is going on with each one? Yeah. I can't decide what was funniest about Tendi's story. The redacted eyes, which again set me off, to her, quote, witness patented. Yes, that's correct. One of the things about LDS is, okay, Lower Decks, not Latter-day Saints. One of the things about LDS is how it isn't as much what they say, but how they deliver it that is hilarious. A line as blasé as that is comedy gold in the way it's framed and how she says it. It's a little why this show is hard to talk about. So much of the humor is the how. At any rate, this had to be the funniest yet. If you didn't enjoy it, I don't think this is the show for you. (laughs) I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that for any of the new Trek stuff that people don't like. Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I mean, you don't, don't have to like it. everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sucks because you want to like it all, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't even understand not liking it. As much as a Star Trek fan I I am, and I would assume everybody who's listening to this is just as much a fan, if not more, uh-huh. that even if it's not something you really like, I would think you'd still somewhat enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, you somewhat enjoyed Picard, right? I, I loved Picard. I just, okay. it, it's not my favorite. Okay. Well, it doesn't need to be your favorite either, right? And it might change positions when I rewatch it too. Right. I'm not condemning it, you know, to the bottom of the list. 
No, no. I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to, I mean, even, you know, as you know, I read all the novels and comics and there's been some duds in there that I didn't care for, but I uh-huh. still enjoyed them because they were yeah. Star Trek. It it's was like, Trek. Yeah. I was like, eh. But you know, every time I, if there's something I don't really care for, there's somebody else that loves it. Like the Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Nemesis. Nemesis. I don't think anybody likes that except for Amy Nelson. Amy Nelson likes Nemesis. I like Nemesis. My only issue is the casting thing. I didn't buy that Tom Hardy was a young Picard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I love him. I mean, he's great. I, I like the story on its own. I think it would make a good book. What's the thing they do now where they replace someone's face? What's that? Uh, oh, I forget what that's called. Like, I watched Plastic the surgery. No, 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 no. Like on, on film. I've seen it like on YouTube where they, oh. they change their face to look like there's the one at the end of Star Trek. 2009, where they took Zachary Quinto and put Leonard Nimoy's face on him. <laughs> I have him. not have seen you that. not seen these? I, no. oh, I forget. I, people are listening and going, it's called blah, blah, blah. I can't remember what like it's called. Like the TikTok stuff. Well, it's like, it looks, it's like a digital imprint of their face. And yeah. so as the actor moves the face, that, that other face moves with it. So it looks like it's the real person. Uh, oh, yeah. Neville Page has posted some stuff of that, like him as Britney Spears or something. Like, yeah. Like, put it in videos, music yeah. videos. They should do that. Just for, uh, Maybe that's already out there with Nemesis and put oh, yeah. Patrick Stewart's face on Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see that. That would That'd be, be cool. pretty cool. I bet there it is out there. I just probably haven't seen it yet. Maybe. Or maybe this is your calling. But you know what? You've kind of done the same thing. With the, you took a picture of the two of us and you aged me. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did. <laughs> a long time ago. Well, that was before we found out that that app was like supposedly being used, you know, to steal our identities and stuff yeah i remember that that was weird i still have that picture though oh yeah i kept it uh (laughs) i I might have it somewhere it's one of those times i think well it was one time we got together and hung out and you aged me oh yeah when you came to new york and we went to dinner that's right i haven't done i haven't been to new york in a while i wonder why i have been one time in the last six months i've gotten i went across the the river yeah yeah I, I was supposed to be in New York this week, actually. We planned it a year ago because my daughter is looking at colleges, my youngest daughter, and she wants to go to FIT and Parsons, Ooh. and we were going to spend this week going. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, But we can't because of COVID. Wah, wah. Anyway, next year. All right. Well, let's move on to a couple of questions and concerns now. Bruce, you first. Okay. These are my concerns. No. <laughs> Rebecca Skipper. Hi, Rebecca. I know you. You say, I love the Trek references and Boimler's speech about the imperfections in humanity, but I didn't care for the twist at the end. The ensigns were great, though. I think the TNG pilot was a better episode. <laughs> uh, interesting. <laughs> I think that's an interesting pick. To I know. Just, to that one. <laughs> just encounter at Farpoint comparatively. I wonder why, Rebecca, you go to Encounter at Farpoint, like, because that's not an amazing episode, right? Well, I think, I guess that's her point, that oh. this one's even worse than that. Oh, man, that's harsh. <laughs> she could have gone to Nemesis, but she left that one. Yeah. By the way, I do like Nemesis, for the record. Yeah, okay. It's not the best, but I do like it. No, yeah. So, the twist at the end, what do you think? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I didn't mind it. <laughs> oh, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I need to watch it again now that I know. So you watched it once? I only watched it once. Okay. I watched it when it came out and then right before the show. 
Yeah, I didn't watch it a second time. I have I wasn't able to yet. Okay, well you'll have to go do that. Yeah, I will. and watch Encounter at Farpoint and see what you think. Okay, I'll do a, com- a side by side comparison for you, Rebecca. Play them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> the pacing is off. Though. I'll have to slow down, <laughs> slow down the lower decks episode so that it matches up perfectly. <laughs> you might catch some uh, Easter eggs you didn't notice before. That's true. Yeah. And Karen Chupless simply has one question. Are we ever going to find out the story of Mariner and the Klingon prison? I don't know. Uh, yes, we will in fan fiction. Okay, you heard it here first. It's coming from somebody. From somebody. Not from me, <laughs> but somebody will be doing it. Yeah, and that's why I like the novels, because sometimes they could pick up on something like that. I, and we might see something like that in a book. Yeah. Or a comic. You know what I was thinking would be really cool? Think on that subject about how they take just random little things that happen that don't mean anything sometimes to people. They, we could have a whole series on the Discovery Captain that never was from the end of season one that they were going to pick up on Vulcan. Yes. Wouldn't that be interesting? That poor person. Like, I just keep thinking about her or him or them like well that person's still waiting right <laughs> looking at their watch yeah. guys hello and then how sad they were going to command like the top of the line scientific research vessel and they just left them yeah hanging and they're still waiting there and after like a decade someone finally lets them know oh <laughs> I wonder where the ship was. Oh, yeah, we're not even sure what it is. It like, went yeah. to the future. <laughs> no, it exploded. They all died. They all died. Or that person waits, and then 900 plus years later, Ooh. oh, the ship finally arrived. I'm ready to <laughs> command it. I'm the new captain of the Discovery. Maybe Gabrielle jumps back and picks him up and brings him to Terralysium. Wait, <laughs> what show are we talking about now? I'm so confused. It's all that LDS. <laughs> Too much LDS. Okay, let's move on to your final thoughts. Final thoughts from Joshua DeVries says, I love this one. Quite possibly my favorite of the series so far. A great twist on the courtroom drama episodes Trek is so fond of. Rutherford's cascading updates were hilarious, and I love seeing all the different callbacks to previous ships in the franchise, such as the classic Bird of Prey and the Vulcan ship from First Contact. I think the show is really finding its voice with this episode. Hmm. There you go. I did like all the little vignettes of Rutherford <laughs> resetting and it's updating. So weird. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. <laughs> oh, and we got the Gorn wedding. Yes. That was cool. Oh my gosh. I love the Gorn wedding because we've never seen a Gorn wedding before. Never. So now we know what takes place at a Gorn wedding. <laughs> and then we, I love how he like wakes up again and they're still oh, eating. Still at Gorn him. wedding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Still the Gorn wedding. <laughs> I like that their eyes are still as, you know, horrible as they were in the original series. <laughs> yes. They didn't go with the Enterprise Gorn for they that one. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't really get to see enough of that in that Enterprise episode, in that Mirror Darkly episode. I wanted no. to see more of it. And then there was a video game that came out after Star Trek 09 that had a bunch of Gorn, and they had their own look, too. Uh, hmm. I think the game was just called Star Trek. I don't even think it had, like, another name. But anyway, I have it, but I never finished it. The game? 
The game, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I finished the movie, but I just didn't finish the game. <laughs> and there, I, I don't know. For all I know, in that game, there's a Gorn wedding. There could be. That would be excellent. I would definitely go play the game if I knew there was a <laughs> wedding at the end. <laughs> I want to go to a Gorn wedding. Right? I wonder yeah. what they serve like at the reception. Um, I don't even know what they eat. Maybe Wouldn't it be funny if it turned out that they were just vegetarian? Yeah, that could be true. They could just eating fruits and nuts and berries and stuff yeah well and moving on paloma bennett says even though the trial ended up being an overdramatic thank you party i love boimler's defense of starfleet starfleet officers are not perfect beings who get everything right all the time nobody is perfect i think that is important to remember when we all discuss star trek captains and other starfleet officers that's a nice moral to the story, Paloma. It is. Actually, that it does seem like that is the that is it. I mean, that's it. Like that's the moral of the story that we take away from this. Right. And that Q is much less of a badass on the Cerritos than he yes. is on Voyager or the Enterprise D. You know, I have to say one thing about John Delancey in this episode. I was wanting him to overplay it. More than he does. You th- didn't think he overplayed it? No, I thought he played it similar to what we see in the live action episodes, but because it's animation and the acting is so overplayed, I mean, it was, it was overplayed a little, but Q can be overplayed, but I wanted him yeah. to really like, as opposed to the aha, I wanted to be able to like, aha, like really kind of overplayed it because the energy didn't feel as up with the other characters to me when I watched okay. it. Okay, interesting. I thought his first line reading was over the top and then i felt like it kind of went back to the normal cue yes timbre. yes yeah i agree with that yeah but because these characters are so over the top i want q to be, has to be even more he has to be more over the top than these characters in my opinion sure but i still enjoyed it i still enjoyed seeing him there well not seeing him because john delancey wasn't there it's just his voice was there right. and I, I didn't see his voice but i saw the animation of him Encounter Farpoint. That's why Rebecca said Encounter Farpoint. Oh, and because it was the cue with the Elizabethan thing. Yes. Okay. Duh. Sorry, Rebecca. Rebecca. We, that went over our heads. I hope you're still listening. <laughs> she left. <laughs> now I get it. Yes. Now I That's get it. it. That's yeah. the connection. Okay. It takes and there's us a old trial. A while. Well, there's what a trial. We think is a trial. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Rebecca, you are much more intelligent than I. <laughs> well, the space jellies were in the previous episode. That's why right. I was like, is she referring to that mm-hmm. from the last episode? But now we know. Now we know. Well, that's the end of your comments for the week. And we are 80% done with Lower Decks. We have two more episodes to go. Bruce, what'd you think of everybody's comments? I thought they were great. I mean, everything they touched on is exactly what I thought uh, they picked up on some of my favorite things in there. Um, yeah, all the comments were great, except for one of them. <laughs> and I'll let you guess which one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know who you are. Shame on you. You know who you are. I can't even believe you wrote that. You should feel so bad for yourself. No, you don't feel bad right? for yourself. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, you're all wonderful. You're all winners. But you yes. don't win anything. You're just, that's, that's it. You won being on the podcast. Sort of. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations, everybody. You're welcome. Well, Bruce, 
this was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me today. Was it really? Yes. Okay. It's always fun. I've missed you. I know. It's been too long. I know. We need to do another live episode together. I haven't been doing live episodes for a while. No? No, because Dan and Brandy do the live episodes, and they never invite me. No, that's not true. They, I'm invited to be on, but the thing is, Dan and I record our own review of Lower Decks for our podcast. So you're sick of him? No, I just don't want to like <laughs> review it with him, and then the next day record again. Like I just feel like yeah. we're going to repeat, you know, because we're the yeah. same. It'd be the same conversation. So I want it fresh for our podcast. So that's why I don't do. If anybody's wondering why I'm not on the live show, that's that's the reason. Well, I was wondering. Well, actually, I haven't done. I haven't watched any of them for lower decks, but I'm going to do the next couple. I'm going to watch them. But maybe you don't want to now that you know that I'm not on there. That's that's true. It is a down downside to to watching it i just wished you would have said i haven't been watching lately because you're not on it bruce and i'd be like oh you can think that if you want (laughs) do you listen to positively track Uh, uh, i have not listened to it it's been nice being on this show thank you very much oh god (laughs) i'm kidding you know i have them in my queue downloaded i haven't even listened to all the shows that have been coming out on this network i'm just behind i've been very self-centered can I ask a favor, and maybe the listeners would appreciate this, because maybe they're like me. So tell us about the network, because I don't know that much about the network. With Hollow Street Media? Yes. So we uh, we have a whole bunch of new shows. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm one of the network heads, and another guy, Steve Roberts, is the other one. It was actually his network first. And there were a whole bunch of us that used to podcast at another network, and then a whole bunch of us left and went to another network. And then the guy running that network decided he didn't want to do it anymore. So Steve popped up and said, hey, I'm trying to rebrand and, and reboot my network, Hollow Sweet Media. Do you guys want to come over and do your Star Trek podcasts on this network and chris can help me run it and then that's what happens so we have several different star trek podcasts on the network now and there are more coming we've got uh, some other people that have done star trek and other related podcasts that have asked to be a part of the network and so it's just kind of been adopted into the family and that's where we're at it's it's getting up and running just the past couple months or so yeah i remember talking to you and you said that steve had something you guys were looking to do something and mm-hmm I mean, I've seen it, and I know most of the hosts, so. Right. But yeah, I just wanted to hear like how that was all going, and I mean, it sounds like uh, you guys are cranking them out, so. It is, yeah. I mean, Steve is handling a lot of the technical stuff because a lot of us don't have the know-how how to code and set stuff up and catchers and RSS feeds and all that, so it's... We've we've really been able to keep the content going without much pause at all, which is incredible. That's a testament to everyone who's doing the shows and also Steve, who's doing all the technical stuff behind the scenes. And it's just like, you know, we were just a whole bunch of orphans looking for a network for the shows that we like to do with the people that we like to podcast with. And so here we are. There you are. That's good. And I like I like this this show to have other people, friends like you who do other podcasts and such and just kind of all get together and and talk with all the other listeners, you know? Yeah, and we'd love to have you on our show on Positively Trek. I I would love to be on your show. That would be awesome. I have an opening tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you more advanced notice than that sometime, but we'll definitely have you on. No, I'd love to, and I promise that I will start listening to to my cue. You don't even need to listen. Just show up. (laughs) <laughs> no. Well, I love you guys and and I would I would love to come on. That would be great. Well, we'll do that. Okay. Well, Bruce, 
thank you so much. Tell our listeners what you're doing and where they can find you. Well, I'm on a podcast called Positively Trek. Hey, I bet you didn't figure that out because I've been plugging that throughout the show. (laughs) Never heard of it. And I do that with Dan Gunther. So Dan and I used to be on the podcast Literary Treks Mm -hmm. on Trek FM. And then uh, we decided to start another Star Trek podcast. And then we took our book reviews from Literary Treks that we're doing over there. And we're like, well, wait, why, why have them in two different places? Let's do it one place. So now we also do the book reviews. Uh, on Positively Trek. So there's a main show, comes out every Tuesday, and it's our flagship show, just general Star Trek news and topics, and we have guests on. And then we have our Lower Decks review shows come out on Mondays, and then our Discoveries will come. So anytime a new Star Trek episode, those episodes come out on Mondays, and then our book reviews come out on Fridays, and that could be novels, comics, reference manuals, whatever. And again, we'll have authors on and guests to talk about those, and those come out every other Friday. So there's some weeks we have three episodes that come out. Wow. So there's a lot going on over there. So we want to touch on everything Star Trek, from collecting to episodes to movies to books, fandom, whatever, and guests appear on all the different shows. So it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And then you can find that on Twitter, at Positively Trek, and you can find me on Twitter, at Admiral underscore Rex, and I occasionally still do episodes of the Star Wars Report podcast. I do one, maybe one a month of that. Okay. So that's where you'll find me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for having me, and it was a lot of fun. I want to do this again. Okay. Yeah. Come back when Discovery's going. Definitely. Yes, I'll do that. You can join the Open Channel conversation on Twitter and Facebook by following us at Open Channel Trek and by joining our listeners group on Facebook by typing the Nexus into the search field. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CD Littlefield. Keep an eye out for my Open Channel conversation threads on Facebook and Twitter, which I will post every Thursday right before each new Star Trek episode drops. Thanks for listening to Open Channel. Channel Open, standing by. All right, that's it. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Hollow Sweet Media programs. Loading Hollow Sweet Preview Program for The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. And then the second mention, again, love letter to TNG, when Archer and Tripp are sharing their scotch. And then Archer says, well, here's to the next generation. And I was like, oh! Why are there so many nods in this episode for TNG fans like Amy to be like, oh my God, yeah, next year. They had movies and everything. They just had a film three years before or two years before. And yet I'm here as an Enterprise fan waiting for something. Right, (laughs) yeah. Give me anything that makes me feel like, oh yeah, four years of Enterprise. Loading Sweet preview program for... There are four questions, a Star Trek Spotlight podcast. I feel like they're starting to open it up to a lot of people. And I think that we need, uh, like, young people, we're, we're, the, we're the future. Like, you're the future. You, you can dictate how you want to change the world. And if you feel like you want to be whatever you want to be, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't. Because you can do whatever you want. You know, and I, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, don't give up because you never know what you can do until you do it. 
uploading Holosuite preview program for Ladies Trek Library, women with a passion for Star Trek books. Diane Duane, as a female writer, had to put in, which I liked, having a, a female in command, you know, a Klingon, because um, we, we don't see that as much as the Klingons, with the Klingons. No, um, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Klingon landing party, the head of the Klingon landing party was a woman. And in the original series, we didn't really, did we even see, I don't think we saw any female Klingons in charge at all. Um, and even in the next generation. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.